So welcome to Not Enough Napkins, everyone. Today we have Ruben Santana, the owner of Bark Barbecue in Brooklyn. It's in the Time Out Market in the Dumbo section of Brooklyn, and he specializes in a type of barbecue that merges Dominican style with Texas style barbecue. So, hey, Ruben. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. It means a lot. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. So I actually was at Bark Barbecue recently. I was there last week. Mm. And I was on the line. Mm. And as I was standing on the line, I saw that it was signs that kept saying, stickers that kept saying, sold out, sold out, sold out. I the was dreadful like, sold out sticker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not always dreadful because if, it, if your stuff isn't selling out, then it's kind of like, uh, maybe I got to change the recipe yeah, or something. Yeah, definitely. But definitely. I definitely, I got to try the brisket and I definitely got to try the cornbread. Also, that's good. It was really good. It was some of the best brisket I've had. And in New York City, it is hard to find good brisket. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot, man. It, it is. I've tried brisket in different places, and it's been like, yeah. Yeah. Like, but bye. like we were talking off air, um, barbecue, smoke barbecue is a culture. And that culture isn't too, you know, doesn't have its, its roots settled up in here in New York. So it's something new that we're bringing, something fresh. And a lot of people don't really know about smoke barbecue, you know? We're used to our backyard kettle grills and stuff like that, hot dogs, hamburgers, some steak, you know? So it's definitely, it's, a, it's also a challenge, like we were just talking right now, because of the whole sold-out thing. Trust me, like, if I could have food all day, I would have food all day. <laughs> but it's just something that, for a barbecue business, it's not feasible, and it's really hard to do. In terms of cooking space, you know, the long hours and how long it takes to produce all these proteins. So um, it's a lot of challenges, but I think we're doing a great job. So if you've been there before and it's sold out, just come three hours before. <laughs> Definitely. I would recommend that, too. I believe you guys open at 11 a.m., right? Yeah, we open up at 11 a.m. So be there at 11 a.m., everyone. If you want to go barbecue, be there at 11 a.m. If you have to stand outside at 1030, be outside at 1030. <laughs> yes, please, please, please. So with Texas barbecue itself, can you talk about your experience with Texas barbecue? Like, what was your first experience with Texas barbecue? I've always said it before. Um, when I started barbecue, I never traveled to Texas. You know, people think, like, I'm not from New York, but I am, born and raised. But Texas barbecue is something I was very enamored with um, during the pandemic. I, it was like a rabbit hole that I dove into. You know, everybody being home and just trying new things. And I was always a big fanatic of, you know, doing backyard barbecue. So I ended up running into Central Texas style barbecue on YouTube. And it was something that really caught my attention because me, myself, I never saw um, meats cooked in that way. And having those results with the bark, tenderness and just the juiciness. It was just something I was like, wow, this is achievable. Like, it's crazy. Because, um, you know, you're cooking a churrasco on the grill. You're trying to, like, you know, get it off on time before you have, like, a beef jerky. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so um, it was vicariously through YouTube that I, I I went to Texas, you know. I only recently went to Texas for the first time. Um, my good buddies from um, Leroy and Lewis, they flew me out there to be on a Q&A panel. And they've always ha helped me from day one. So, but, yeah. I've actually never been to Texas myself either. I still have to go. I have to put that. Well, it's on my list. Yeah. So one day I'm going to go out there and uh, yeah, see yeah, how yeah. that um, environment and culture is. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So can you talk about also, since you're fusion Dominican-style cuisine mm -hmm. with the Texas barbecue, so what would you say are like the essential flavors of Dominican-style cuisine? Well, 
I don't like to use fusion too much because fusion is like when you're really trying to force two things together. I think both cuisines actually complement each other. So I was coming up with the concept of Bark Barbecue from the backyard. I just felt like we had a lot of our holiday food, our sides and everything that went really, really well with these types of meats. And just like anything, when you first start it, it's really not the same as once you progress and, you know, you have some months that pass by, you do a lot of cooks. And I'm really big on getting your reps in. And getting your reps in for me is like cooking a lot. So I like to cook a lot, love to see the way the meat looks and taste when it's at the shop. So I think uh, the way I introduced uh, our Dominican cuisine to barbecue was really a lot of our seasoning. Uh, we're really big on oregano and, and chili spices in DR, um, in Dominican Republic. So that was something that I wanted to use. And let me tell you something. We use oregano on everything. Everything gets oregano. I'm talking about the rice. I'm talking about the mac and cheese, the brisket, the ribs. The chicharrón. So those are really big things. And also like the methods in which I do things, like the pork belly. Um, it's Dominican style, and that's Dominican style is basically um, the way it's seasoned. We use uh, bitter orange, oregano, some chili spices, you know, obviously a lot of salt. And one thing that we're known for is frying. So we, we you know, it's smoked and then it's fried to order. So it gives it like a whole different type of texture and dynamic. I've actually tried one time at cooking with the bitter orange at home, too. Yeah. And it really does give it that. Yeah. That, it's uh, And oregano. Yeah. Um, naranja agria is really a good, or agria de naranja is really like a good uh, component when it comes to certain things. I've seen a lot of people do like a lot of really creative things with it. And, you know, we're really big on that, especially on our pork and stuff like that. But, yeah, so that's big. And like I said, like the oregano. The oregano, um, we get it imported from DR. Our, our barbecue sauce is... Uh, uh, Melasa Dominicana, Dominican molasses. It's a little bit rich, a little bit more thicker, earthy. You know, those are things that I've been doing since day one. And to a lot of people, you know, they think Dominican style means in terms of when you go to a Dominican restaurant, you're going to get your bista and cebollao, you're going to get your mofongo and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff we can't really emulate because, you know, production-wise. We do a lot of things right now out of a booth from a market at an alarmingly high volume. So we have to keep everything streamlined where we can be able to be consistent with our quality. So, so we're a little bit handicapped there, but I feel our flavors and the way we go about our processes, it's we want it to be what it is right now. And that's uh, those Dominican flavors del Caribe. And so to talk a little bit about being in timeout market and the space, the small space, yeah. and barbecue and grilling and smoking and things like that, you usually use, like, big smokers, especially yeah, if you're yeah, using, yeah. like, a big, serving a big audience like your mm-hmm, barbecue mm-hmm. brand is doing. Yeah. How do you accommodate that with that small space? Well, right now, logistically, <laughs> it's really a challenge for us because, obviously, you know, things have to be smoked off-site, brought on-site, so it's really, really tough. But we're trying to make it happen. And like we said, we're limited on space right now, but we have bigger plans, brick-and-mortar plans. We want to give a full-on experience with everybody, be able to have the smokers, have them certified from the city and everything. So we can be uh, – it's just something that I want to bring to New York that just isn't here. And we already do that now at the market. And being at the market's really, really great, man. They've been really supportive. And to be honest with you – for me to be able to even promote our culture on just the awning alone 
you know, have Dominican Texas. That's huge, man. That's a big feat in itself, you know? You're talking about somebody who started in their backyard, in the streets, and then in a festival, and we're the only vendor in there that doesn't have a brick and mortar outside of Time Out. They actually mentioned that, too. I went yeah. at uh, Time Out Market, mm-hmm. and I was at the bar, and I was talking. I said, you know, I just went to Bar Barbecue. Like, yeah, they're the only ones here that don't have a... No. But I'm like, they'll, they'll have one eventually. <laughs> they'll yeah, have no. one eventually. But, but that's why we our menu is very vast, and we try to offer a full-on menu as if it's a restaurant. We get people calling and DMing all the time. Hey, can I make a reservation for 12 to 15 people? Uh, you know, that's crazy. We're talking about a market. The seating is communal. So right. it's like, uh, you can't make any reservations, but that's why I need people to realize too when they come. Like, we have big parties that come on a weekend we will serve, I would have to say, close to 1,100 people, 1,100 covers. So that's huge. That's 500 plus a day. Right. Saturday and Sunday. You know, you have brick and mortars that are happy with 200 covers, 250. Right. 500 out of a market. Right. That's, come on now. So what other areas would you want to actually expand into? I know you're in Dumbo right mm-hmm. now. So where else would you like to expand to? I mean, it's uh, to be honest, I would like, I mean, d- being in timeout actually taught me a lot in terms of our following and customer loyalty. Like people are willing to travel for you if you have that product. And it's something that well, before I went in there, I wasn't sure about what I was going to do in terms of a physical location. So it was great. I guess you can say this was like being able to kick the tires off, well, the, the tricycle tires off of the bike and really like try to drive it or ride it on two wheels. And it's been running really, really smooth. So now we have, you know, metrics to go by, a baseline to go by. So to be honest with you, like, I think we can perform well anywhere, but I would like it somewhere where there's mass transit, people can get there. And to be honest, I don't want to cut off the tourist, the tourist because, I mean, just today, man, we had people from England that came, Australia, and it's like, hey, somebody, Canada. And it was like, the first thing we wanted to do was come here. And that's, you know, it's awesome, man. And I love locals, you know, but I think like pushing this food and pushing whatever message you want behind your food and your culture, it takes more than just leaving it within your circle, you know, like you got to push it to where it's not existent. And that's what we're doing. We're in Dumbo. It's huge. Even when I tell people we're in Dumbo, they're like, well, you're in Dumbo. And, you know, that's huge. So, um, yeah, so in the Brooklyn area, Queens area, if it's possible, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, anywhere, anywhere is that, if you give me a space where I can put them smokers, I'm going. <laughs> well, I live by the mall, Kings Plaza, mm. and they need a barbecue spot over there. In the mall. They do. In the mall. They do. It's like... I mean, to be honest, like, my agreement with with Time Out has been great. Our partnership has been great and stuff like that. But, you know, I want to go solo dolo. You know, I want to have my standalone. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to control everything and really give the presentation and also my vision. I just want to put my vision Right. And to speak a little bit more on that, I know you were on uh, Tamron Hall's show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, appearance on that. Tammy, that's my girl right there. She's cool. Yeah. I haven't met her yet, but she's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, you were getting your shine on there. Would you consider doing, like, a cooking show, your own cooking show, you know, um, you know like a food network or something, have your own I mean, barbecue? Ed, I mean, right now, like, it's tough. I've been invited to shows and stuff like that. Tamron, when she reached out, it was really... Um, 
It was really good. It was right before the restaurant. It was busy, but it wasn't as busy as it is now. So it was great timing. And they wanted to me wanted me to do another segment recently, but the scheduling didn't really work. So it's all about scheduling and stuff, you know. I really got to focus on um, the business, and that would obviously help promote it and push it. So definitely I would consider it. But, you know, right now, you know, trying to look for brick and mortar and all the other stuff. Um, it'll be kind of tough, but definitely down, you know, in the future, in the near future, I would consider it. But yeah, I think after people saw you on Tamron, they were like, yeah, we got to try this. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really huge, man. And and shout out to Tamron and, and the whole staff there. They were very welcoming, helping me set up, and us Dominicans aren't ever on time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she, they helped out a lot. But it was it was so cool because I was never on live TV. I'm glad I didn't fumble it. So, you know, she asked me if I ever was on live TV, and I told her, no, nah, this is my first time. She's like, get out of here. And I was like, yeah. So, but it was good, man. And this is what happens when things are organic and, right. you know, and that's what I love the most. Everything that's coming right now, all the coverage we got, everything's just organic. And that's why we have the coverage because I've been waiting to see one the whole social media drop-off is going to be, because you yeah. have a drop-off. I mean, right. come on, now everything's hot. But it's, it's different when your food is, when that product is really what it is. It's, you sustain it all the way through. So it's been great. It's been a blessing. Nice. I mean, I haven't been really on live TV myself. Not on a major level. I was, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah, here yeah, on Brick yeah. when yeah. it did the premieres of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I was the closest I've been to being like on the... But I on know the screen, on the like, screen, on the screen, on the screen, Who's watching this? <laughs> like, am I sounding okay? Am I looking okay? Yeah, you can really don't don't get me wrong. I was nervous. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Tamron is such a professional, and she just knows how to like lead you. So you know, there was no script, there was nothing. So she just knows how to lead the conversation, knows how to like transition into certain topics. So it was really good. That's really important from what I got when going on something like that. Like. The host is really, really important. So that's going to determine your experience on there. And are there any other brands or restaurants maybe that you want to collaborate with in the future? Probably. I mean, we did a collab with my friend, um, my close friend Hector Garate from South Carolina. He's uh, the owner of Palmira Barbecue. He does Puerto Rican influenced barbecue. And he does whole hog. You know, a lot of stuff down there that's very, very popular. He's doing great, man. So he came up here with some chuleta can can, which is basically you have the pork rib, the loin, and the chuleta, which is the pork chop, the chop all together in one cut. And it was it was awesome. He did beef cheeks, barbacoa, and tostones tacos. You know, it was so it was such a great event, man. I love that event so much. But yeah, collabs definitely. I will definitely do collabs in the future. Definitely, I'm open to doing collabs with people. You know, we did a collab. We did a chef takeover for with Blue Smoke in the city. I don't know if you ever heard of Blue Smoke Barbecue. They're mm-hmm. in Battery, Battery Park. Shout out to them. Shout out to Brett Lunsford. He's really, really cool. He's always been supportive since day one. But yeah, man, um, I'm open to everything. We're actually going to be doing a family meal with a ate it app i don't know if you heard about them but it's pretty good it's like for the food industry and stuff like that so yeah we're busy we're doing collabs and stuff but we're pretty busy also so that sounds cool i want to try that too so i mean next time you guys collaborate and do something let me know I'll no no there. for sure bro <laughs> for sure do definitely. a taste test <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, no, nah, that was a great collab, man. And you know, we always try to we try to mix things up a little bit. But like I said, we're limited in our space and what we can do. And look, even time out for that collab with Hector was very supportive. They pushed it for us. And that's great, man. I just think like right now, there was a silver lining in the pandemic and we were an epitome of that silver lining. We came born, pandemic born and stuff. And and everybody sees the hard work. Everybody sees what's going behind this and they're backing us up. So it's beautiful, man. Great, great. So what else can we expect from you? And what else would you like to share with us? About? I mean, right now, it's in the middle of our peak season, which is the summer. So we're crazy busy over there at the restaurant. But definitely, like I said, we got some collabs. We've got some appearances. Um, we're going to be doing the Food and Wine Festival in October. And there's a couple of other things. But I have so many things that I can't even remember them right now. But definitely brick and mortar. Not sure when. I can't give you a date. That's going to be tough for me. We're still looking, but just know that we're working on that. We're working on having a more expanded space to be able to serve people, more seating, and, you know, just an overall greater experience. So looking forward to it. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having Appreciate me here. Appreciate you coming on the talk. Yeah, definitely, man. Always, man. It's a, it's a great thing to come here and, you know, have a conversation and talk about the brand and everything. Definitely. And like I said, we're always supporting black people of color that are doing innovative things in the food industry. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And that's huge. We all need that support, and we all need to be supportive of each other. There's a lot of amazing people doing great things out here. So it's good to shine a light on that, especially you yourself. So that's great, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Hope to have you back one day. Definitely, brother. Definitely. I just want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Not Enough Napkins. Your support is what keeps this podcast going. And once again, big thanks to Ruben Santana for coming out to join in the chat. If you want to receive updates about Not Enough Napkins or continue the discussion in chat, follow on Instagram at Not Enough Napkins, on Twitter at Not Enough Napkin, and you can find Not Enough Napkins on YouTube and Facebook. You can also listen on your favorite streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And until next time, enjoy your food and keep asking for more napkins. <laughs> <laughs>